This week, we've got some bad news for you business owners. You're being audited. Well, a brand audit, and we're showing up with clipboards and to-do lists. It's June, so here's a reminder to update your bios, photos, and be seen. Let's go. Hi, I'm Rebecca of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers, turned internet friends, turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Snow White? Can you hear these freaking birds chirping? (laughs) I normally wouldn't complain about that, but you know, don't they know we've got a podcast going on over here? I don't know what these birds are, but they've been literally waking us up in the morning. It's crazy. And there's like a little flock of teeny tiny baby turkeys that just waddled by. It's really cute. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, it's a complete wasteland. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Not really. I mean, I've got butterflies. I found a baby praying mantis in my garden, which is great because they eat the bad insects. So he can stay or she, they can stay. I'm happy for that. And they're a nice color. Yeah. They're kind of badass. Anyway, that's not what this episode is about. It's not. (laughs) Um, Let's start with a little housekeeping. I know you guys missed us. I know, it was our first summer skip. Skip to my loo. (laughs) I personally really enjoyed it, even though it hasn't actually happened in real time yet, but we're just going to... Yeah, we're speaking to you from the, like, Inception universe. We're speaking to you from May, to be real honest. So we're... We've been looking forward to being able to have time off with our friends, our families, ourselves, just some extra time on our hands to enjoy summer. And it's kind of a good time to decompress. So we'll be here every other week now. And to be honest, we were getting to the point where the grind was starting to, I don't know, get to be a lot. So this was our compromise to be able to keep the content going because we still really want to do this. But we don't want to be like strapped to our computer all summer. So yeah, we're going to do some catching up and still see you a couple times a month. Yeah. It's like there's only a few release valves we all have in our lives. So we have to pick and choose what they are. And I think my clients would prefer if it wasn't them. And I know our families would prefer if it wasn't them. Right. And the idea of release <laughs> valve versus a complete explosion or shut down. <laughs> Get that filmed for some type of reality show. Right. Basically the the plot of flipping out. Oh my god, it's coming with back. Jeff I I think the spell has been broken. I don't know if I'm I here know. for that. Maybe I also can't handle it now because I I live part it's of that every real. day. Yeah. Yeah, like it's traumatizing and triggering to watch a designer go through those types of experiences now. So That's true. Anyway, uh, okay, any other housekeeping? Ooh, yeah. Uh, hotties, we have loved connecting with you for the coaching sessions. I've had a lot of fun 
getting to like meet over Zoom some of our listeners. You know I love a console come in, sprinkle magical fairy dust and then pop out. Pop out. I love meeting new people and yeah, it's been really fun. I think it's similar to the consultation work we do with clients where when it's you, it's so hard to see the forest for the trees when you're in it. Right. Or you're like para- you're paralyzed by how many things there are and you don't know what to do or prioritize. Yeah, or like what's going well and what's not. Sometimes it's just hard to tell what outside perspectives and perceptions are. So And that's who better can- to look at that than another designer? We can be really <laughs> helpful and we're really kind and our whole angle is just to support and encourage. Right. I think the fun part for us is doing a little bit of a deep dive when we haven't talked to you yet. So we're not influenced by anything you've said. It's just truly like objective looking at profiles, your website, what you're putting out there. And then we kind of prep based off of that and create a list of action items. And I think what would a lead or a client, how how are they seeing what you're putting out? And then when we've talked to the hotties during the sessions, it helps provide some lensing for that. But the fact that we've already written down kind of our mini our mini audit and the action items that we have for them beforehand means that it's not being altered by that. So I think it's a cool way to get that objective thought process out there. And they're quick too, so. Yes, so sign up. You can check them out on our website. And it's also on our Instagram book now section. Oh, we should do a quick fizzle sizzle. Yeah, it's been a bit. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, um, you, you go. Oh, okay, okay. So this one I'm going to keep short and sweet because it's already happened and we're moving past it. We're working on it. But we had our Yorkie Eames who left us and we're we're sad about that. But it was a, it was the right time. He was older. He was a senior dog when we got him. He was a very senior dog when he needed to say goodbye. And now we're, we've just got Pasky the Beagle. And, you know, she's now demanding all of the attention from us. I'm glad we got to have Eames as part of the pod. He had a couple cameos. Got a couple he barks liked, in there. He liked to be heard. He was perpetually grumpy in his old age. So it's okay. Um, but I'm glad that we had him. And so that's the that fizzle. Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, there are families. And I know, like, a lot of you reached out. I had shared it on Instagram. And so, yeah, we're still still kind of getting through that. I will say there's a lot less emotional pressure of caring for anyone or any pet or any, like, that adds to you stress and anxiety you don't even realize you're taking in. So it's kind of a bit of a relief to know that he's, he's okay. It's all, yeah. there's nothing stressful anymore so that was the fizzle on the sizzle side i did something nice for myself i have been holding off on buying i feel like art is one of those things where you really have to fall in love with it for me i I have what i call like my junk pieces usually they're downloadable things or they're vintage pieces that i would be happy to source back to a client if i didn't want them anymore you know what i mean I mean, they're not junk, but they're not fine art. No, exactly. Not fine art. Yeah. So I bought an original piece from an artist. Her name's Megan Spielman. And she 
she used to be in Brooklyn. She's a weaver based out of Brooklyn, but now I think she's elsewhere. You know, pandemic times, everybody who was in New York got went somewhere else. <laughs> but <laughs> she she weaves pieces. She has these amazing custom woven art pieces. I will link to her Instagram in the show notes. You guys can see her work. It's fantastic. Um, Did you get it yet? I did get it. I haven't (gasps) framed it yet, but it's going to go above my desk because when I did the one room challenge for my office and I have that arched tambour wall of white oak, the art was just a downloaded piece because honestly, art was at the very end of my list when trying to get through that project. And I really wanted something to be special if I spent money on it. So I've been waiting and waiting until I fell in love with something. And one day I was on her Instagram and I saw a couple pieces that I really liked. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to reach out. I'm going to talk to her. So it worked out. It definitely is a little bit of an investment. You were looking at her stuff during the challenge. So I remember you were. I was like sending it. I'm like, ooh, look, ooh, look. You were perusing. But yeah, you were kind of getting budget fatigue. (laughs) Yes. I was using my money wisely and I had a couple of flat rate projects that came through. So using our episode 48, Michelle Williams advice, I was very conscious about when I took the money to spend Mm -hmm. on those items and give myself something back. Um, But yeah, those couple little flat rate projects are helpful because I'm like, oh, it's done. That means it's It's all mine now. That's why I like doing all these consultations because it's just like... There's no homework That's, and it's just... It's mine. It's done. Like, I can a show take, up it, take it and pay myself. So I'm glad I did that. It's going to okay. be beautiful. I will be posting about it once it goes up, but I have to get it custom framed. So that might be a minute, but well, I will I definitely a, link to her Instagram. I need a sneak peek. I'll give you a little Marco Polo preview of it. Okay. What's happening in Plumtown? Okay, so have we talked about this? I struggle with true fizzles because it's either I'm going to take you guys down this dark alley of my head and get on the complaint train or I'm going to do like a fake fizzle like I am right now and be a true seven and spin everything. So I'll just turn a negative into a positive. My fizzle is I started with our friend Claire three weeks ago to do Miracle Mornings again. Mm -hmm. If you haven't read the book, it's like a quick book. You can read it in a couple hours. And it's basically his whole strategy and um, philosophy on early morning wake-ups and like what you do to kind of get things done and kind of move forward in your goals. He has a whole like five, six step process that you're supposed to do but also tips on how to wake up if you're not a morning person totally works i was doing it great for like two weeks getting up at 5 30 claire and i had an accountability check-in so early (laughs) it's early but literally my family well my daughter my husband leaves before that so my daughter would be up at 7 7 30 and was like i had a whole day at my desk by then (laughs) And I wasn't just getting up and working. I was doing meditation, like self-care stuff, reading. I'm reading Profit First, doing some writing. So that was great. 
So my fizzle of it all is that I fell off the wagon this week because I didn't take my own advice and I got stuck in a busy trap. Dun, dun, dun. And so I've had three days now where I haven't done it and it really does affect my whole day. Because if I start my day without doing that stuff, it's just like I'm jumping on the treadmill and it's just It's already nonstop. on. Yeah, it's already on. It's- I have to like go start at like the six. Wait, it's like that OK Go music video where they're dancing on the treadmills. <laughs> But you have to come in. They didn't start from. There's no warm up. There's no on ramp. (laughs) Exactly. And then it's like, like yesterday was a perfect example. By the end of the day, I'm like, can I take her, my daughter to swim practice just so I can sit and catch up on my Marco Polos and my DM? Like, and you're just sitting there like, you're doing great, sweetie. And then, (laughs) woo. And then other parents are like, ma'am, she's not even swimming right now. And you're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, the fizzle is not keeping up with it because I just need to do it. My sizzle is thank you to Lauren Karen from Studio Laylock who gave me permission (laughs) and a great tip to start using Google Slides for my presentations. She too was like an overachiever with like InDesign presentations. And I spoke about this, I think a few episodes ago, how I was like getting overwhelmed too far and down just, the graphics design yeah i was like graphic designing hole. my presentations for too long and that itself was taking so long to create and not giving me the time that i needed to just do the actual interior designing mm-hmm. so i moved to google slides and it's like just limited enough to where i can't overthink it but it's also I won't get into too much of the graphic side of it, but it's so lightweight because they're just all, you know, web-based files that I often have, like, if I'm working on a few projects at once, I'll have them kind of open in my um, browser window and you can copy and paste into them. So, like, if I'm working on client A and then I know I'm in the back of my head, I'm looking for a chair for client B, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to just pop that in there. You can hot link it. So... I can, can click on them, paste the image, right click and paste the image in and then right click or command K and put the link in and then later I can go through. So I don't have all these InDesign documents with links and all this stuff. It's like just on the web and then sometimes I can share it with clients. It's really good. It kind of makes me think of that, the old, uh, what is it? Like keep it simple, stupidly like kiss it. That was like a tip totally. of keep it simple, stupid. Like, don't just don't because overdo you can it. doesn't like, mean you should. Like, I, yeah, it's just like sometimes our jobs just seem to be the most simple, pared down, tailored, aesthetically pleasing is part of it, but it doesn't have to be overwrought. And I think too, there's just like little things of like, okay, I'm gonna fire up InDesign and I'm going to be in this mode. And it just felt like this big thing to where now mm-hmm. I'm just able to throw stuff at the slide um, document and not worry about it. And of course, obviously I clean it up at the end, but it's really easy. So highly recommend. Yeah, you can add notes in it. You can add your fine because that was the other thing is I'd be downloading images sometimes and forget to kind of catalog where I got the product. Mm. And if you're sourcing from like a bunch of sites, it can be like, oh shit, where is this even from? Now I got to reverse Google it. Like, 
Uh, oh, but that's the good thing about the hot links is that when you've brought it in, the link is already in there. You can just click it again. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm still bringing stuff in from Ivy. So if I had it in a pin board or I put it in Ivy, I have to go back to Ivy, find it, and the link is there because it saves the link when you do it. But I'm doing it in gotta do it all over now again. because I, I'm doing the presentation sheets. first and then I'll do the go back once because I make so many changes that it's like unnecessary well, work to pull sheets. it into Studio Designer and stuff. So I do that mm-hmm. after. So if it's just a link, then or as I improve my process, it'll definitely be something that I can outsource. I love that. So I build this presentation and then they can help me pull the proposal together yeah because all the links are there it's already done mm-hmm. talk about saving time thanks lauren yeah. that was a good one thanks lauren well i like how you turn that journey for us speaking of journeys should we head on into the process party We should talk more about how our initial housekeeping ideas sort of were the seed of this episode. Yes, because coaching clients, this kind of stuff comes up a lot. Like, obviously, I have a background in branding, so this is kind of where I come from a lot. But Mm -hmm. we've worked with a couple clients helping them look at some of these really easy fixes. There's some stuff that's just like, why aren't you doing this? It's not hard. Like, you don't. Yes. But we just overlook it or don't think about it. So definitely refer back to our first episode about branding. Does your brand suck? (laughs) It's episode three. God, that's so long ago. Y'all, we have been serving it to you. We have been the realist from the very beginning. Yeah. So this is kind of like the follow-up reminder, actionable mid-year review. Yeah, it's it's time, y'all. If it's not, it's it's like no shade to the coaching clients because they know what what was happening and what we were helping them with. But I think we were realizing there's this common thread, and we're seeing it in other profiles. You know, every time a designer follows me, I click over and look at their profile, or I go to their website. Like we just want to know what we're all doing, and and don't make us work that hard to stalk you. <laughs> Don't like sometimes so, I'm like annoyed, like, oh my god, how many clicks is it gonna take before I find out this person? How name? many clicks does it take till you get to find out who the designer is? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about why. Why do you need to do this? Why is kind of this brand audit important? Why is branding in general important for designers? For me, the biggest thing I'm thinking of is we're doing this to try to get hired by clients. So they need to know who, what, where, what you do. They need all that. They need to see themselves or their potential selves in this presentation of your work. You can't be an enigma. Whoever you are listening, I guarantee you are not that big of a shit that people shouldn't know what's going on. Because if you're you are, not. you're not listening to this, and because you're you're not listening, yeah, you're you've or you, your people are listening, yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> don't think you're above it. Don't think you're that cool. We all can do these things, and your clients and your potential clients deserve to know who you are, what you do, and why they should want to work with you. 
and how they can make contact. And like kind of piggybacking off of our last episode with Kim Cutable, I have this big hunch that a lot of us in this industry are women. Women tend to hide. They tend to not toot their own horns, whatever you want to call it. And that's bullshit, A, and Mm -hmm. bad business, B. Like, come on, you got to put your face out there. Literally, you're going to, they're going to see you eventually. You know, be proud (laughs) of what you're doing and state what you want. I think it is sort of that idea of, it's like, not to reference colonialism, but it is like that idea of putting your, putting your flag in the ground and saying like, I'm here, I'm a designer, I'm doing this. And if you are literally hiding, then you're, you're also figuratively hiding most likely. So it's the, are you doing this or not? And let's, let's start with making sure the brand represents what you, what you're doing and who you are. And are you proud of yourself or not? Because if you're not, then why would somebody hire you? So do the work on the inside first. We can't address that during, we're not your therapist. We can't do that on one episode. Or do that work. Or do the thing and let the inside work follow. I'm also a fan of that. Put, put that face forward and then live that. If I can pretend to be a straight man for my early pubescence, <laughs> then y'all can pretend to be a fucking amazing A-list designer, okay? I, f- I feel like you probably weren't that good at it, though. I mean... <laughs> I didn't know you then. Shade. Um, I mean, well, it wasn't, I wasn't exactly hiding anything. But I'm just saying, if we can all put different versions of ourselves out there, we're not... It's time to stop the hiding... It's time to come out and speak to what you do and who you are for potential clients. You can yes. be a private person separate from your design persona. If you want to be a completely private person, then you're not a business owner. So, okay. Let's start with Instagram is kind of our bread and butter in marketing. Yeah. Instagram is part of your business. It's not just a hobby. It's not just for fun. It can be that. Yeah, and you see a lot of posts in the Facebook groups. We're always referencing these damn Facebook groups, but about like social media is, I don't know, faulty or dumb or whatever. Yeah. But hello, like in the 1980s, you would have had to take out an ad in a magazine or a newspaper and. Or like be in the phone book somehow. Yeah, like there's. I don't know. That just feels so like risky, risk versus reward, like not great. You have to pay for visibility that you you don't know will actually work. Exactly. And Instagram is free. Like it's free marketing. You get to choose how you use it, but it's not, it's not for the Gen Ys. But we also know it does work. That's the thing is if you use it appropriately, and you show up, it does work. There are thousands of designers who have built entire careers off of it. It does work. Okay, maybe if your target is, I don't know, retired, super wealthy people, maybe that wouldn't be a good 
that might not be where you spend all your strategy, but I would no. still argue have a presence. Having a, yeah. having a presence adds credibility. People expect it now. People anticipate seeing it. And you have to remember that most people have seen other well-planned social media strategies from other designers. And so now there is sort of like a minimum expectation of you got to show up with some basics. And I think that's where we wanted to start, which is if you're going to audit yourself and see if you're doing right, some of you are going to pat yourselves on the back during this and be like, I got that. Some of you are going to be like, ah, shit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's just state this is not an Instagram strategy session right now, but this is a get your house in order. Yes. Put your big girl pants on and do the simple. This is going to be easy. This stuff is easy. Number one, if you're not using a creator or a business profile on Instagram, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yes. Personal profiles are for personal accounts. The whole strategy about personal versus business is a whole different thing. But if you're primarily using it to market your business, treat it like a business and change your mm-hmm. account. It's really you just go into your settings and change it. And there's a bunch of stuff that it gives you as a business owner that you wouldn't get on a on a personal profile. One of the big ones is insights, which is essentially like the analytics of your posts, your stories, your IGTV. Um you don't get to see all of that stuff. How many people are seeing your posts, all of the engagement, how many times they click your website, all of that stuff does not come through if you're on a personal profile. And even if you don't know what you're looking at yet, you still should be building that data. Um, mm-hmm. Things like upgraded contact information. So you can have a book now button. Sean and I have that. So you can book our acuity right. um, on our personal stuff, also on our coaching um, it's super easy to set up. And it lets you create a bigger bio than you can on personal profiles. Mm-hmm. And also you're allowed, or it gives you options to promote posts. If you mm-hmm. ever want to promote something, you can, and it hooks through your Facebook profile and all that. Right. I haven't you done do promoted have to, content, but... You do have to have a Facebook account to do this. Yeah, you don't have to look at it. No one's telling you to go on and talk to your angry uncle. Like, just <laughs> literally b- blocked. Yeah, you don't have to do that. But start with that. You mentioned a new feature that you started using quick replies because you're getting inquiries and people messaging you. Yeah, I have a creator account. Um, I think that's part of it, but it's... I set up so you know like if you can have a little shortcut on your phone if you type like i have it like if i type at sp it'll put my email address in okay so basically you put a keyword like when i type in consult to a dm it'll have a pre-made reply that i've created with my link to my consults so you can you have a bunch have to of type them. that whole paragraph every single time yeah, someone like if you want to if you want to be like sean like Sean could do like, if you want to know <laughs> what the source is, then you can hire me. Oh my gosh. That would be good. What's this paint color? Like you could have a paint reply. Like Yeah, totally. I mean, at least even just a starting point. So those are cool. I actually want to do more of them. And there's like a quick reference guide on how to create those that we will link in the show notes. So you guys can plan out and that saves a lot of time with engagement because you're spending less time messaging 
Like in creator accounts, you can sort your inbox. I have my two in business. It has the primary and the general yeah. inbox. So I can move accounts that I accounts and people that I know in person in real life or know just on Instagram that I want to see more often. And then the general inbox, maybe for other people that I communicate with less frequently. And also so you can experiment, it. you can go back and forth. So the downside of creator accounts is you can't auto post in apps like later or Planoly. Mm-hmm. You can um, schedule them, but they won't automatically post. So, but you get music. So there's just, they make it so you can't get it all, but you but can go back and forth. You can change it and it doesn't affect. At the minimum though, you got to start here. And then I feel like the next part of that, bothers me the most is when Mm -hmm. I see someone come and follow me or I like see another designer and I click over and there's almost nothing in it just says like design studio or interior designer in their profile bio the y'all gotta get your bios right (laughs) it is my this is like honestly what really prompted this episode (laughs) it's my hugest pet peeve there are people that I interact with every day on Instagram and DMs. I don't know their effing names because it's nowhere in their bio, even their website. Yeah. And I'm like, and now I'm like, I'm four clicks in and I can't find this person. I still have no clue who the hell you are. If your profile photo is say a logo. Okay. I can kind of understand that. But for a lot of our hotties, your solo firms or you're a lead designer or you're really like managing the show, we got to know who you are then. So number one, get your freaking name up there so people know who you are. Yeah, there's people, again, that I wouldn't know what their names are if I met them on the street. IG now has a feature that lets you add your preferred pronouns so you can choose to have them public or private. It's a nice thing to add. Where are you? Yeah. What market or region do you serve is huge. If you are serving clients nationally, great. Say Say that. Put that flag out there. I feel like I look at so many profiles for designers and I have no idea where they are. And so step one is I try to look in their bio to see, does it say it there? And then I'm thinking from a client's perspective, if I want to hire you, and I don't even see that you're somewhere near my area. I just assume, no, I couldn't hire you. Step two for me, which I don't think most clients would even do, is I start looking at the photos. And we talked a little bit about this in episode six with Anastasia Casey from the Identity Collective was geotagging photos, which is a whole separate strategy. But number one, if I can't find you in the bio where you're at, I might look at photos to see if your photos were in my area. Maybe I will, but most clients won't. Yeah, I've actually had people who follow me and then realize I'm in Sacramento and then they're like, oh, I want it. So it's like also could be a way to, I don't know, create commonality and common ground and get someone to be excited to, to talk to you at some point. Yeah. It's just nice to know who you're talking to because I use it as a community. I like to meet people and I just want to know more about that person without 14 clicks. Hey, hotties. Have you ever listened to the show and wished you could ask us questions? Well, we just opened up private coaching sessions. Now you can book one or two hour Zoom sessions with Rebecca and me. 
Together, we bring over 40 years of experience in our combined professional backgrounds to help you with marketing, finance, and business strategy. We're here to guide you on anything from branding to systems to the emotional guidance that you need to run your business. Book today at hotyoungdesignersclub.com slash coaching or use the book now button on our Instagram. We can't wait to meet you. And potential clients don't, uh, like, they don't have the time and energy for that. They're going to move on really quick. You have a very short amount of time with their attention. So your bio is your place to get their attention. What kind of work do you do? Who do you do it for? Who is your ideal client? What is your ideal style? That gets something in there if it's not immediately clear from your photos. And if... I think, I don't know if personal accounts let you do this, but business accounts, you can have tags of other accounts. So in my bio, I cross-reference our podcast accounts. So I'm the host at Hot Young Designers Club because I want people to be able to quickly click. Mm -hmm. If you're using a lot of your personal um, Instagram account, but you have a business account, make sure that they're in there. Make sure it's in there. Send them over. Cross and, and to that end, you can also reference a hashtag. So if you're, mm-hmm. say your style is like warm minimalism, maybe you don't have a ton of that in your profile, but you want people to be able to see that style from other posters on Instagram or people who use that because your, your ideal client would like that. Use that strategy if they can't see it from all your photos, or maybe it's modern coastal or get something in there that tells people what they should expect from you. Like I have plum mid mod in mine. And so people can see everything that I've tagged my house, Mm -hmm. but that just made me think like, oh, I should have one that's like SP client. And then everything that I've tagged with that will be all my client work. Instead of individual ones. So you'd have an individual hashtag for each client and then Mm an overarching one. And then that way, it's almost like (laughs) I just invented that on the spot. You just invented another portfolio view, basically. Uh, If they don't make it to your website, they can stay on Instagram and still see portfolio work, project work. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of that, that ideal client, ideal project type of mentality was something that Kim Cutable's episode really spent a lot of time, episode 49, talking about visibility, authenticity, really representing ourselves. So we don't have to create an Instagram strategy where it's not us. Be you because that's who's going to show up to client meetings. That's who's going to talk with potential clients on the phone. And I think you want to start that expectation in social media. You don't need to be this aspirational false version of yourself there, I would say it's it's going to actually poorly serve you to create a different version online than who you're going to be showing up to meetings and talking to people. But it can definitely be an edited version. We yeah. don't need to see everything that's going on at your house or your right. home life. But I sprinkle my kid and my dog in. That's my strategy. You don't have to mm-hmm. do that. So, but if you want full privacy, you can create a narrower viewpoint. Exactly. I do want to go back to geotags because Mm. I have found that a lot of my potential clients are now finding me through geotags because people want to know what's going on in their own neighborhoods. So they are nosy and they will go in through geotags of the areas that I'm either working in or I'll tag posts with neighborhoods I want to work in. 
And that's a strategy that Anastasia did talk about in her episode that it, even if it's not the area that I mentioned in my bio, but I'm kind of expanding my reach into other neighborhoods, you can still get those out there so people can find you or know that you're at least looking into those areas when they scroll through your strategy. Right. Or they're looking to the areas and they'll find you. Yeah. So that's like number one, get, get your bio, get your bio together. Y'all we need to know who you are, where you are, what you do minimum minimum and you can update it periodically we don't have to get too far into this but if you do have a press kit which we recommend even if it's just a one pager um this is a reminder to update it with your current analytics any new project photos bio update (laughs) yeah i've seen some stuff that you can tell is really old even on on websites where I'm just like, this looks like this was already done five plus years ago. So it it just feels like it's abandoned. So give it a refresh. Mm -hmm. This is your mid-year reminder to go through those materials. I I think it also corresponds to any client-facing documents or email templates, or if you have any... PDFs that have client photography, like project photography, like it's time to go in and refresh some of those. So it has new things mixed in with older photos. Oh, going back to bio really quick. I keep a bio in my Google doc. I have a Google document. So if anyone ever asks me for it, I have mm-hmm. a long paragraph version and a short, like two sentencer. And you I just copy and paste it. I update it there first and then, yeah, it can roll out. And then it's always in my quick toolkit. That way you're not pulling it from wherever it's been posted. Yeah, because things change. I updated and added the podcast to the long one. Or if you did start taking on projects nationally and your previous one just said focusing on greater LA, then it's time to remember to go back in and add those new things that have come up for your firm as you've done them. Yep. Speaking of, we should talk more about those photo things because that was just mm. like, photos is another one that you're, is like a big pet peeve for Rebecca. <laughs> well, it's not that hard. And it's again with the visibility because we don't, I don't, we don't have to all look like 25 year old supermodels. I think that's doing us all a disservice and mm-hmm not representing real people in the world. Like there's that whole thing. Did I talk about it in Kim's episode about keep mom in the picture? Like there's a movement of like moms are never in photos with their families because they're the ones taking it and they they hide. It's just not right. Like you are who you are. You're going to target. You're going to clients houses. You're going to show up to a meeting as whoever you, you have are. have a face and a body. Like, it is is what it is. Judge it as you want to get photos taken, but put yourself out there. Do yeah. We need real people in this world, not all the whatever ideal we think it is. Yeah, I think it's just a big get yourself a few portraits or headshots. I would say three to four photos start from there. If you are worried about spending money, sometimes you can do it during a project shoot where you plan to do it right at the beginning when you still look fresh. 
okay, fine. If you can't, or if that's not part of your budget that you don't have a professional shoot, coincide them with a family photo shoot. Yeah. Get it to line up with that. That saves you time. You do it once. It can save you some money and you can still take a couple quick outfits with you where you just change a sweater or a blouse or a shirt or put a blazer on. Yeah. Throw a blazer to have your pro photo, you know? Someone asked if it was weird to have photos taken outside. Just get your photo taken. If you have no photos, it doesn't matter. Just good lighting and a good photographer is job one. To me, it's, again, visibility and representation. I know that for you and I, we both post photos of ourselves frequently in our grid. Minimum every 12 to 14 photos. Guys, I'm not saying that I enjoy this. It's hard for me to do it too. I don't, it feels very, <laughs> it can be weird. Yeah. And like fishing for compliments, but it's still the same. People should be able to do a short scroll and see who this person is that they're following. And even if they're not going to read the caption, you don't have to be super clever. It's just I'm showing my face. I'm here. People love the like 10 facts or things you didn't know. It feels repetitive because you're used to hearing it about yourself, maybe. But there's always interesting things people didn't know. And there's always new people that need the introduction. So yeah, just do it. I want to know who you are. If someone's not interested, they won't read it. So who cares? Yeah, they'll just keep scrolling. And get those portraits. So then you feel more excited about doing it. I think that's a big part of it is if you have photos of yourself that you don't like, then you're really not going to like posting that photo and talking about yourself. I'm like, fix all the excuses. Just handle it like a business person. Yeah. That's why I get frequent headshots because I'm more likely to share them. We do photo shoots when we see each other now and It's awesome. A good portrait photographer, like we've worked with Christina Best here locally, and she is the best. She's awesome with people. So you can have a different photographer for your headshots and portraits versus your project photos. For me, this isn't about look at me. We're really just trying to get a visual representation of yourself out there in, in public for potential clients to see. And that's what this part of the audit is, is if you're not showing up quite literally as this is who owns this company or runs this company or does the work, then your clients don't know either. And it's, it's like asking potential clients to trust a ghost. Mm -hmm. So why, why would they go through the steps of of their money? Like this is like a huge expense for them and it's highly intimate and personal. Like we know that. So how are they going to build that trust with you if they have no idea who you are? Why would I go through the steps of trying to reach out through your website? It just makes it harder. People obviously are finding you, but it's harder. There's no way we're covering everything. Like Rebecca said at the beginning, there could be whole episodes talking about other strategies, but do a quick audit. I feel like all of this stuff could be accomplished easily. Aside from getting the photos taken themselves, if you gave yourselves a couple hours, you could get this stuff all done across multiple platforms, your website, your social media, your all of that including at least scheduling your photo shoot <laughs> gotta do it on the cross promotion stand point we talked about this a little bit but we don't talk about facebook a lot <laughs> i don't know <laughs> my my people are not on facebook so i don't even really spend time there 
It's true. But we do spend time in the groups, obviously, because we talk about them all the time. I'll just say make sure because even in the groups, this happens. But if I see somebody posting, I want to see who they are. Like, what is their company? Make sure your company is in your Facebook profile. (laughs) That's just low hanging fruit. There are plenty of designers who have shared that because they mention their business name in their profile and they're in other community groups or they're in mom's groups or stuff like that. Yeah. You don't have to be out there waving a flag, you know, with a megaphone talking about, I'm a designer in every post you put. But inevitably, if you are on Facebook and you are interacting with people there, people do look at where do they work? What do they do? They're going to look. Sure, you want to keep other stuff private, fine. But I... We're out here to make money. We're out here to be You can be have your website open to your public profile. I get leads from Facebook moms groups all the time. I'm sure a lot of people do. So don't make it hard. <laughs> make it easier for people because to find you. Because most people you. are just tagging me as my name, and which is just going to go to my profile. Right. And, and then, then they're like, why? So they know what like, to do. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, there's just a picture of a baby. <laughs> In the all I see is a baby. Oh my god, yeah. Most potential clients are not going to then Google your name to find out what you do or who you are. So get yourself out there. Y'all need to do this audit, get it done. Get your house in order. You got this. We're midway through the year, so we (laughs) it's time to look back on those goals you set for yourself early in the year and come back to them. And this is one of the ways to get yourself back on track. So you got this. Until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. It's like, I'm going to get right on that 14 years later. (laughs) And then there's nothing. There's just a skeleton at a desk, which is kind of what I feel is happening with our stuff. Like, your product has shipped. Where's our stuff? Into the unknown.